Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. As the second season of Westworld came to an end, HBO wanted to give fans a reason to talk about the show even when it wasn't on air. So we created The Maze, a fully immersive Amazon Alexa voice game that allowed fans to navigate Westworld using only their voice. Alexa, open Westworld. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. This is the Adweek Podcast. We are in Cannes in the south of France for the Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. Uh, We've been posting a few uh, bonus interviews uh, to the podcast with uh, some of the uh, creatives who are doing really well uh, this this week. That certainly qualifies for the one we're going to be talking about. And uh, some people who have interesting thoughts on emerging technology also qualifies. You guys are checking all my boxes for me. Uh, so we've got a team here from 360i. Uh, we've got uh, Minno Klein, the chief creative officer of 360i. Minno, thanks for making time for us. Thank you for having me. And we've got Ray Godolfo, the chief strategy officer of 360i. Thank you. We are here to talk about the maze. Uh, this was, well, you describe it. I mean, you can tell us what, um, it, what, what was The Maze. Uh, the Maze is a voice game specifically for uh, HBO's uh, TV show Westworld. It was to basically extend fan engagement beyond the second season. So this launched during the second season, but the intent was to make sure that, you know, we still give that extra something to fans so that they remain loyalists and they're extra excited about everything that uh, is happening. Uh, the new season, of course, is just uh, announced. Um, but that was the that was the core intent of it all. So, Ray, talk about the strategy here. I mean, I feel like at Cannes especially, we always talk about these really cool, whether it's an activation or, in this case, an interactive experience. Um, but, you know, and we all just kind of celebrate them by their craft and by the quality, which, of course, this one has, uh, you know, stellar craft and quality. But what is the strategy of, of creating this? Well, the first thing is that uh, for the, the show fans, um, 
when a season ends, there's so many other shows for you to engage with. And it's very easy for you to just disengage and disconnect with the plot and everything that excites you about that one show you're watching. So sometimes just keeping them informed and inspired about the show in between seasons, seasons is not enough, it doesn't suffice. So we wanted to find a point, and that's what Ben was talking about, we wanted to find a way to, it's not just, it's not a campaign, it's not an ad, it's an extension of the show itself. So you keep engaged, keep it, you're keeping to the, in the plot of the show for longer, so that gives us more chances and more odds of people to stay engaged with this when the next uh, season comes in. So it was always, it was always, um, the intent was always to design an extension, not, uh, uh, it's an extension of the product itself. That's got to be a hard thing to sell into the client of this thing that you spend so many millions of dollars producing. Uh, we're going to go make an extension of that with the same quality level of, of writing and acting. Uh, how do you how do you sell something like that? Uh, it, it starts like honestly, like HBO is such an amazing client. Uh, Sabrina, Emily, uh, they are uh, such a big component of this. They were advocating for it. They're both. Uh, very progressive people, individuals that want to push our industry forward. Uh, voice, in general, of course, is such a natural mix with entertainment, right? So they really wanted to, it's like, hey, let's pressure test this. Let's, you know, see what the boundaries of voice, uh, like where, where, how far can we get this to the next level? Um, as an experiment for HBO, as an experiment for us, uh, so that we can see how we implement it for other uh, entertainment properties. Had HBO done a voice activation, a voice skill like this before? Not like this, no. So the, you know, the the complexity of the project was uh, kind of like the notion of hey, let's do something like this was, I think maybe like 14 weeks before the final uh, episode of season two. And by the time we all said, okay, yes, we're going to do this, there were only 12 weeks left until the final uh, episode of the season. So we really had to be aligned between client and agency, hold hands uh, and say, yes, we're doing this full steam ahead because there's still so many hurdles uh, along the way, right? Like the writers of the show, like, like the week after, we basically flew a team out to... Uh, the writers uh, in LA to make sure that it's accurate to everything how they see the the show itself. So it wasn't really like it sounds strange, right? Something is so progressive, something that puts uh, the boundaries further out. Uh, wasn't a hard sell. It really wasn't. Um, I think that's maybe like lucky because of all of us, uh, you know, kind of like being aligned and having a good partnership. But. Um, we didn't have to convince them. We didn't have to go back and say, like, no, you have to do this, you have to do this. Uh, they were equally saying, we have to do this, let's get this out there. Um, also because Westworld is the most natural fit for something like this, right? The show that talks about AI, the show that talks about uh, uh, robots, you know, going into a, a higher form of self-actualization. Um, so such a perfect fit to kind of like put this as the first hurrah out there. It feels like for all the talk about voice in the last few years and, and the you know abundance of voice devices in our homes, there really haven't been many creative uh, executions of it. Uh, and, and I'm sure maybe in the course of your research and, and just your exposure from doing this project and getting so much celebration for it, uh, I, I mean, am I right? Or is there is there a bunch out there and I'm just not seeing it? No, it's, it's correct. Sorry, right. The, the only true case that was out there was, uh, you know, from Fernando uh, Machado and Burger King and the uh, David case. 
Um, but where, that, they, where they hacked the Google Home. Where they ga- hacked basically. the Google Home, yeah. correct. And that was, you know, the first true creative expression of the platform. Um, we were very conscious of that, and we really wanted to push it forward, get get the, you know, voice skill level of creativity and craft a platform higher. Um, so, but you know, there are not a lot. There are a couple more, but it's uh, it's utility based or a little bit like gimmicky marketing stunt level. Um, we wanted to go beyond that. Yeah, when you said that, I mean, the, it really requires a client that's also jumping into this together with you. Uh, the Maze uh, wasn't the first time that HBO did it. I think it was the first time it was done something like that, like entirely. Yeah. Uh, really pushing the, the boundaries of entertainment uh, when it comes to voice skills. Like most of 95% of the stuff that's out there is utility-based, which is necessary. And it's not only in our homes. Like uh, you have voice on your devices. So it's, like it's way more than just... Uh, the Google Homes, the Google Minis, the Alexas, it's in everyone's phones, soon in everyone's cars, and 5G is going to be everywhere. So voice assistant is going to be all pervasive. So we need to put more entertainment and storytelling there too sometimes. I mean, the, the platforms themselves are looking for our help in doing that. Uh, for us, it was like a wonderful opportunity to do this with HBO, right? Because the quality and the craft expectations of consumers are so high, right? So it's even like a... Uh, an easy argument to make for the projects like we have to properly fund this we have to do this right we have to put the proper team behind it uh, you know it's a different situation if you're like I'm looking at uh, you know water uh, in front of me like it's slightly harder where you have to create the world you have to establish the world and consumers already had a connection to what they perceived Westworld to be right the the, the sounds of the saloon and the western and uh, the train so uh, was slightly easier for us to build on that because there was already kind of like a collective cultural memory of what that world was supposed to be like. In many ways, this is a, a great way to use voice as well because basically you outsource creating that entirely amazing new world to their imagination, mm-hmm. to the listener's imagination. So just by the sound, each one is going to have their own experience of what the, the story is, the plot is. Um, so you kind of outsource the budget, the production budget to create that world to everyone's imagination. Uh, so you can create an even bigger world. Was there any debate early on about the platform, about where, where you wanted this to be? None. You just knew. So tell us about that, that because I think for, for many of us on the consumer level, you know, Google Home, Alexa, they all seem somewhat equal. What was it about, uh, about the Alexa that gave you that, the confidence? Uh, our you know both both are good and you know we're talking when we started this uh, is like a year ago so it wouldn't even necessarily i think if we would start this again we would probably reassess and reevaluate where everybody's at because one moment uh you know alexa is ahead and the other like it it kind of like takes turns uh, a little bit um but we you know we wanted to do this right uh that time alexa just seemed the more natural fit uh from us as an agency uh, we also have excellent uh, relationships to Amazon. They come to us sometimes to kind of like pressure test things that they are working on. Uh, we do with Google as well. Yeah. So we have other projects that it, run on Google know, Home, course. Google Mini, and, and, and voice assistants with Google. But at that point, Alexa was, it had, it had everything it needed to house that ambition. Uh, at that point, they were in a different place. What I think so fascinating about the maze is that it's not just, just I mean, quote unquote, just a, a voice interactive experience. Um, you know, it's that you hid a bunch of I don't know if you'd call them Easter eggs, but you know, you hid a bunch of things in there that require knowing the show, playing around. That I'm going to assume encourage 
uh, trying again and, and going back and play through. Uh, you know, is w- w- talk about whether it was that or other parts that it just seems like it was probably a really fun. I'm sure it was also a really incredibly time consuming and right. ambitious project. But was it was it a fun one to work on? Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll defer to the teams if they uh, enjoyed it as much. Of course, it's more uh, enjoyable from a high level. <laughs> Uh, it's no, enjoyable when it's done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's a lot, a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, it's again, it's not like you just write a thirty-second script and you know you craft that to perfection. It is. We literally had like hundreds of pages of script that all have had to be accurate according to like Westworld standards, right? So we're playing already. Let's say you know, in truth be told, at a higher level than let's say regular advertising writing, and then on a you know. A scale that is also not necessarily common um, within advertising, but it's 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 actually projects that we gravitate towards uh, at 360i. Where uh, let's do something right. Let's you know if we're gonna do a voice skill, if we're gonna do a voice game, let's do the best one. Let's go deeper. Let's go further. Let's go you know a couple of steps further out, and let's bring ambition to something where maybe. The rest of the, ag- the agency world is still maybe like a little skeptical, a little cautious, but like let's take that first, you know, like fully dive in and and push the boundaries and see what's possible. It was three months, right? I think from twelve weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah so that it, it was it, we we worked on an, on an agile process in that. So we had a lot of sprints along the way, testing technologies, if the voice, everything else. And, and it, we had it had to be time boxed because of the talent as well, right? right. The talent uh, had a limitation as well of weeks. And and simultaneously, right, the thing that happens um, at the same time, while you're developing the game, it's also, you know, the, the game has to reach the consumers, the consumers have to know about it. So you're literally launching a product within the span of a couple of weeks where, you know, you have to have the, the promotional materials out there, you have to have the social campaign out there, you have to have the PR campaign out there, you have to have kind of like all these consumer touch points while you're developing the game. So that made it uh, challenging, but I think as well, that's why kind of like somehow all of those elements came together beautifully. Yeah, I mean, there's the the trap on some of these really ambitious projects is that sometimes you get so caught up in the how to build it uh, that you don't really think about how to promote it. Uh, and it seems like this is this was a real coup in that regard that you know the word got around. And so was that something where going into it, you, you guys made sure that there was going to be an effort to to get the word out on all this effort that went into it. <laughs> right. Yeah, so even you talked about the Easter eggs. Uh, we hit Easter eggs as well. Uh, for reporters specifically, uh, and people involved, I have an Easter egg in there as well. Uh, What's yours? It's just like uh, just my, mention my name, and you know, we'll let people discover it. Um, okay, that's so, Minnow Klein. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but it 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 needs to. If it doesn't reach consumers, if people don't use it, if people don't have that amazing experience, right? Then then the ambition goes to waste. Then the you know, 11,000 lines of script go to waste. So the uh, bringing it to the diehard fan of the show, making sure that they have the opportunity to play with it, uh, you know, we, we can never overlook that, of course. Yeah, David, that's a great point because honestly, I mean, we were mentioning this before, it's hard even for us sometimes to mention, are there other apps out there? Are there other skills out there? That discovery, discovery is a very important phase of launching any of those things. Probably a lot of people end up 
focusing on the craft and that actual content and not so much on how it's going to be discovered, uh, how to pronounce it, how to evoke that, that, that um, skill. So that's a huge part of the process as well. Yeah, Menno, you're on a jury uh, this year, right? Right. Craft. Craft. Industry craft, not digital craft. And I feel like this is something I, w I wonder how much it comes up in the jury room of, you know, that we see what they want us to see, right? As jurors, as viewers of these case studies. Um, but what we don't sometimes know is the, re and what is often debated is the reality of, to your point, you know, how many... How many people actually saw this? How many people really, you know, they'll give you numbers on PR and stuff. But it does feel like there's a certain, when you see a case study about, we built this really cool thing. And then part of you always wonders, yeah, but did anyone actually use it? <laughs> and it feels like this is one where, you know, you, it, it definitely checked both of those boxes. Right. Um, but but how much does that come up in the jury room of like, did anyone actually engage with this, this creation? So I'm not talking about yours specifically, but about... Um, yes, it comes, it comes up. Um, actually, um, I was very pleased to hear that some jury members, uh, on the digital craft jury as well, kind of like had the true experience of going through the game itself in their own homes already because they were curious, right? Because it's, again, it's like, it's a project that piques people's interest. And if you are, uh, in the industry that we are all in, you know, they played with it, they explored, they discovered. Uh, I really hope that they were Westworld fans because let me, you know, put this out there. It is not an easy game to play. You need to know, you need to know your stuff, right? It's almost like uh, the details, the, you know, in episode three of season one, you know, it's it's a very complex game to, to play. You have to be a true fan because that was our core audience. Um, but yeah, it actually was, that was very rewarding to hear that people took the time to like one jury member said, it's like, I just sat down in my living room and I just played around with it and they were just blown away by the, the level of, you know, the creation of a world around you purely through sound, which is, um, you know, people listen to, uh, podcasts, maybe even this one in their cars, right? Because you have a moment of focus. Um, but for people to take time out of their day to sit there and just just play and explore and see what the boundaries are of this particular game, I, I, I'm I'm hugely proud of that. Yeah. Well, um, tell us what you learned. Uh, so, if you were either going to, if you could go back in time and start over, or if you were going to be tackling another uh, really ambitious voice-based pro project, uh, what lessons did you learn along the way? Um, it's more like wishes and dreams for upcoming projects. Uh, this is still uh, a first step into voice, right? Like Ray mentioned it before, uh, everything will be connected. Maybe not your coffee mug or whatever, but you know, who, who knows? But more things will co become connected. And I'm personally very interested to see when actually the like, counter argument of the point that I just made, when visuals come together with voice and sound and uh, that there's a personalized interaction between true content and uh, the consumer. You know, again, like this, these are just first steps. These are just kind of like playing around, seeing what's possible, what works, what doesn't work. But there's much, much more to come. And I'm pretty sure uh, you'll sit here next year and then some agency somewhere, hopefully us, will, uh, you know, have come up with something where you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that that was possible. And hopefully somebody pushes this uh, part of our industry forward once more. Uh, it's, I possibly, I like, I think it's inevitable, but let's see what that might be. 
Ray, what'd you learn? Well, through this process, especially, I think the 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 game itself, as it is right now, it was based on a more embryonic stage of where voice is, and I think we talked about this yesterday, Mary and I as well. Like the, it's not it's not entirely AI, right? It's it is AI because it's a voice device that's giving you this, but there is a decision tree behind it. It's not necessarily yet at a point where you can learn from your mistakes on the game, for example, and take it further and be a different experience every time. If you play that fifteen times, you go through the same questions. It could be different depending on if it learns from the user. I think that that's the next iteration of this kind of things. When it's more like, you know, it's a, it's a really a new adventure every time. Right now it's still, um, uh, it's still very linear in that sense. But it's getting better and better again. Like it's, this platform. It's complex. Cool. It's linear, although it's uh, complex. It's very complex. Um, but yeah, like it's not, uh, the game is not better now than it was a year ago through all the interactions that it had like but that you know just because we are not there yet from a technology perspective right i asked our tech guys because you know that's as well where things get really interesting but like theoretically uh, so they say we're still like four or five years away from from that yeah ai will give us the real opportunity to learn and optimize the platform itself is going to grow without us having to write it so much um, and that's what we i mean that's what i learned about like you know the, that's having that in mind that would be the next iteration of this kind of thing well great well i look forward to seeing what you guys do before next year's uh <laughs> yeah. can lions and uh reg Mena, thank you so much for making time for us today thanks for having us enjoy the, the rest of your festival Cheers. all right, all right. Yeah. we'll be back Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.